What is up? Welcome back to the Pack Center Podcast, your one-stop shop for anything Nevada Athletics, episode 149. I am your host, Matt Hannifin. I'm here with my co-host, Isaiah Bros. Isaiah, what's going on? I'm doing great. It's a sunny day outside. Feeling the rays, feeling the vitamin C, the vitamin D, the whole shebang. So, just feeling positive today. Yeah, isn't it? I think it's supposed to be like, I think when I looked at the weather the other day, it's supposed to be like 70. It, you know, Sometime the, this weekend, I think it was Sunday, it's supposed to be like 73 or something like that. I that's I don't have the weather app in front of me, but when I looked at it a few days ago, that's what it said. So, I mean, I mean I'm so glad it's that way, or it's going to be that way, hopefully. Definitely. Um, I can't take much more of this rain or like we have it hasn't snowed in a while i think it snowed in garnerville a couple days ago but still um i i just don't i can't take this cold weather i'm not a cold weather fan at all i'd much rather be probably cold than hot facts or at least like the excruciating hot like if i'm talking hot like 100 510 degree hot um I'd much rather be cold than that, but I still just hate cold weather. I don't like being cold, but I'm usually cold anyways. I don't know. No, I feel that. I mean, not to be a meteorologist or anything, but weather's been pretty fantastic this month, excluding a few weird days. You know, it's just been like some days get really It's off and on. It's off and on. It's bipolar. Yeah, we live in Nevada. We live in Reno, Nevada. That's. I don't think you can get much more bipolar than that. Yeah, no. You're it's like there's right. times where it's like March, um, or February, and it snows a crap ton, and then um, four days later it'll be 65 degrees. It's like, wait, what? Like, what's going on here? You just gotta adjust with it. But yeah, I've been, but I've been it, pleased. It's still annoying where it's like we can't just get consistently good or like even consistently bad weather. Like it has to change every other day. Like I don't know. But hopefully now that summer's approaching, we are in April, um, April 15th. Hopefully there are uh, brighter days among us. But hey, we could we it could be rainy next week. Like we don't. Yeah, I mean just, <laughs> we don't just cross fingers. Just get, yeah, give me. I'm perfectly content with 75 degree weather, little to no breeze. Um, yeah, bake. You know, just loving yeah. that sun. It's yeah, what it's all about. It's nice going out and like. There's a park on the like west side of campus. I can remember what it's called. Um, but there's a part that I go play basketball at sometimes. And it's annoying when it's, like, cold-er and, like, it's windy outside. Like, just give me this 75-degree, um, little-to-no-breeze just weather so I can go out and play. I mean, I can anyways, but it's still, like, kind of annoying where it's, like, the days. Like, I went out with a buddy of mine a couple weeks ago where we played for probably about an hour, but we had to cut it short because it was just so windy outside. It's like we couldn't shoot or do anything because it's like it, the wind was everywhere. Mother Nature. Yeah, it was like, man, this sucks. Like, why couldn't we pick a day? Like, when we left the house, it was like, oh, there's um, there's there's little to no breeze. And then we got there, and it was at least like 20-mile-per-hour winds. It's like, all right, like, what are we doing here, Mother Nature? Let's let's fix it up. Let's yeah, let, let's get it going. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. That was our brief uh, meteorologist segment brought to you by the Pack Center Podcast. Presented by, no, we don't have any sponsors. If someone wants to sponsor our uh, the weather segment of the show. Please do. I'm thinking maybe Midas or something like that. Yeah, it just sounds perfect. 
Did we ever talk about? All right, you and I talked about it off air, but we, the the Michigan State, the new Michigan State team name. Remember that? Oh gosh, yeah. What was it again? Um, is it's not Big O Tires, is it? No, Did you no, come no, up no, with no. that? Yeah. Michigan. Michigan State Spartans presented by. Um, Rocket Morgan. Rocket Morgan. That's what you. it was. Oh my god. No free ads. We're not sponsoring Rocket Morgan. Yeah. But that was one of the funnier. That's ridiculous. Headlines that I've seen on the interwebs in quite some time. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but heading back over to Nevada. Sorry, we're just getting <laughs> yeah, so off track. <laughs> but um, Isaiah, do you want? Yeah. How many? How much time did I give you last time to do the weekly spring sports recap? Uh, I think it was twenty seconds. Twenty seconds. All right, I'll give you twenty-one. There we go. That's all I need. All right. So this weekly... we need we need an intro song like for our weekly spring sports recap. We need just need like you screaming into the mic as loud as we can. Love that. And like just as loud as possible. And then like we need like rock music, just Out. super hardcore like Ozzy Osbourne music to intro. <laughs> we <laughs> would absolutely love that. Yeah, we need to, after we're done with this episode. Be on the lookout next week. Um, <laughs> if you hear something just absolutely piercing your ears, just know the weekly spring sports recap is, is coming up. It's only for weekly spring sports, nothing else. Not for football, not for basketball, but just the, the weekly spring sports recap is just you screaming at the top of your lungs for 10 seconds with just the, like, do we know someone who plays like the guitar or drums? We could find someone. Okay. Like go on Craigslist later. And see if, like, yeah. Someone's yeah. like Facebook hey, Market we, or something. Yeah, we need someone to play to just, just just do a quick rift. Yeah, we need, only need like five seconds, but like just someone just I don't know playing as loud as possible. Love it. And as quick as possible yeah. too. That'd be it, that'd be an electric uh, intro <laughs> song for the weekly spring sports recap. Yeah, we're all about efficiency here, which is why yeah, twenty one need... seconds this weekly spring sports recap is going to be. Yeah, we wrapped need, up. Yeah. You're, I mean, I think your time's up. Yeah, I, th- I think it's already <laughs> been up. But um, heading into Nevada women's basketball, uh, a couple big news. We officially added grad transfer Kylie Jimenez. She's the sister of Alyssa Jimenez, who's on the Nevada women's basketball team. Kylie She's, came from Portland. I think she followed the packs in her account like yesterday or today. So thank you, Kylie. Yeah, I mean, resume speaks for itself in a lot of ways. Two-time All-Big Sky third-team nominee. Started all 122 games in her career, averaged 9 points, 2.6 rebounds, 3.9 assists, and 2.4 steals per game. She also ranked second in the Big Sky Conference in steals per game and fourth in assists last season. Big numbers. That's going to be an immediate contribution to the program. And, you know, one of the things that I, I just think in a lot of ways the women's team could always use another secondary ball handler in a lot of ways. And she's going to fit that mold pretty, like kind of like a glove in a way. That's pretty seamless fit in that regard so looking forward to her addition as well do you think that she's gonna her uh consecutive start streak is gonna continue i, I mean this is just so. like a random question it, it certainly helps so i kind mean i know fun, there's kind some... of a fun uh stat i mean it's not really a stat but it's like it's kind of a cool tidbit that's like you started every single game of your college career like that's yeah cool. consistency is key and yeah i can expect that to continue at nevada i mean i know there's some players maybe not in the guard spot at this moment, a couple, but who have entered the transfer portal to this point and, you know, adding someone like Jimenez in that role can be a huge key. Heading over to Nevada baseball. Here, I'll, I'll had its series canceled. Thank you. Against New Mexico. Um, it really battled against number three, Texas. One of the best teams in the nation. Of course, they're 
third ranked team. Um, but they really like battled. Um, they lost the first game four to three. And they lost the second game six to five. Um, we there the second game had more shaky pitching performances um, than the first. I mean, Shane O'Malley got the kind of spot start in the first game, and he pitched three innings. It was like, oh wow, this was an impressive outing. And then uh, Shane Gustafson, who's been like really the closer of the year, he pitched three innings, and it was like, wow. Um, so some pretty lengthy outings out of some like key members of the bullpen, and then. Um, yesterday, Wednesday, we saw both Jake Jackson and Alejandro Murillo get uh, work. And considering that series against New Mexico this weekend has been canceled, it's, I mean, it would be a, it was ideal that they got their starters work. And now, instead of having them wait two weeks, um, and so it was good to see that. Not the best of outings for Jake Jackson through earned in um, three innings yesterday. Um, or no, it was two earned actually with two strikeouts. And then Mario, uh, came in for relief, pitched three innings of one run ball. Um, Nevada had a four run eighth inning, tied it at five, um, in the eighth, but then, um, an RBI double in the bottom of the eighth plus the save. Um, Nevada couldn't get that shut down eighth inning, um, which eventually led to a Texas win, but. Two really gritty wins for Texas. Um, I don't know if you would have, like, if you were to pull Nevada fans before that series asking if that were to happen. Um, I don't think a lot of them would have said yes. So, I mean, really good performances from Nevada despite not getting those wins. Because, um, I mean, not often you expect to walk into the number, to the third-ranked teams in the nation or top-five team in the nation. You're not really expected to go on the road and compete for two games um, if you're Nevada, or at least two games that they could have won. Like, those are winnable games. Um, and so, I mean, you could look at it from a, that being from a frustrating standpoint and saying, like, oh, we should have won those two games. Or you could look at it from a positive and being like, oh, like, we just competed with the third-ranked team in the nation. Yeah. And it's also impossible just to predict baseball because, I mean, anything, as you know, anything can happen on any given day in the game of baseball. I mean – um, the famous John Sterling line that that's baseball, Susan. Like, just when the most odd or unusual events happen, like, yeah, that's baseball, Susan. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, two really good performances there. Um, hopefully, we're able to not have a super. I mean, it's a long layoff, week and a half, but hopefully, we're able to still string some good performances as the season concludes. Oh, definitely. I mean, I know Nevada baseball's gotten off to quite the chippy start, and we're almost halfway near the end of the college baseball season, so it's time to pick it up. But like you said, there's some big positives to take away from this two-game series. And if I know, like, I'm guessing a lot of Reno natives listen to this, so. I would you know, hope. Yeah, I would hope. But if you, if anyone here follows, like, college baseball, we know just how deep Texas's pitching staff is. It's led by Ty Madden who's going to be a likely first-round pick come July this year. Uh, looking at the matchup on paper, I was hoping to see Madden versus Owen Shards. That did not happen. I could see why for that matter, too, because Texas already had a few games before this wanted to probably rest their star starter in that regard, and Shards in that regard going with Jake Jackson, trying to get that working before the layoff. It makes sense in a lot of ways. It, so. I'm still interested because wasn't the New Mexico announcement that it was – postponed like wasn't that before the series started yeah 
Funny okay. enough. I'm interested. Did Shards pitch on Sunday? No. Nope. Okay, because I mean that would make sense if it was he didn't pitch this weekend because of that. Let me look. No, but in the meantime, just like you said, uh, some strong bullpen outings, you know, some strong pitching performances, some timely hitting. It just, once again, it just ultimately didn't end in our favor. A lot of late run rallies from Texas and credit them. I mean, they're a very, very good, very solid program and they're going to be well on their way to a potential regional and have a pretty bright future this year. So for Nevada to just hang in tough, both of those games, you know, four to three loss on Tuesday, followed by a six to five loss on Wednesday. There are some positives to take away from that as a whole. And I think overall, you have to be at least a little bit impressed by the performances on you know, both the mound and at the plate. So that's something to always take away from that regard. Yeah, just looking at it, I mean, we didn't, they took, we also were remiss to mention that they took two or three against San Diego State this weekend. Um, which is why I brought up Sunday, but looking at it or re-looking at it, Mario pitched Mario pitched uh, the first game of the doubleheader on Saturday. Jake Jackson pitched the second, and then Cam Walty got the third. So Owen didn't get any work in this weekend or in these two games. That's kind of a little bit confusing. Yeah, I mean, he... <clears throat> You know, for all of some of his high points, I know he struggled with his fastball command and let up quite a lot of walks thus far. But just having one of your top two starters not in the rotation within those series of games was a little bit surprising. Hence why I was thinking a potential Shards-Madden matchup on paper before the series started was really likely in a way. But at least from Nevada's perspective, I thought Shards was going to be there. But, you know, I'm expecting him to be back out there when Nevada baseball returns after this quick little, you know, getaway. Looking at it right now, the last time he pitched was April 3rd versus Air Force. That's right, in the 15-9 win. Nevada doesn't face Air Force again. This, this is their That's their next upcoming matchup with the three-game set versus New Mexico this weekend canceled. That's on April 24th. That's a lot of time off for a pitcher. I mean, I'm sure he's going to get work in behind the scenes, but still. Yeah. Like, he has to. I'm, the, I wonder if they're going to try to get him bullpens anytime soon. I mean, we don't, we don't have access to that, so we don't necessarily know whether that's the case or not, but still. No, no, it's something to certainly keep an eye on for sure. Heading into Nevada softball, once again, just continuing their high performance throughout the year. They took two of three on the road against New Mexico. New Mexico... My goodness, they are now 3-28 and 28 on the year. New Mexico softball, I should say. Wow. Hoof. Not great. Not great. But from less Nevada, than ideal. Less than ideal. But uh, from, the, from Nevada's perspective, the Wolfpack lost the first game 12-4, to followed it up with back-to-back dubs, 8-7, to 7-0. Let me not say dubs ever again on the mic. That was bad. Kendall Fritz. You want me to mute you? Yes, please. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. Yes. Yeah, go Why back to I my... I don't have anything to mute you over. It's a great point. Yeah, don't I'm not... Me. Uh, remember when, ba- when Bailey hosted the podcast? Yeah. You would mute you every, like, five minutes. Yeah, it was not not good. To not be ideal. fair, you're much better now. Than... I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, speaking of 
being much better. That was a terrible transition. We know <laughs> Kendall Fritz is continuing her stellar season to this point. She threw a complete game shutout in the final game, allowing just six hits and six walks with eight strikeouts, already leading the team and is near the top in the conference in strikeouts. Awesome. She also pitched seven innings the day prior. So workhorse, workhorse in the hill. Hashtag uh, I'm sorry, workhorse back. in the circle. Hashtag bounce back is right. I mean, like, still got the win on uh, Saturday. But, I mean, seven innings and seven earned isn't great, but following that up with the complete game shutout is more than, like, that's that's awesome. And, I mean, she also got out of trouble with those six walks. So. Yeah, definitely. So, just keeping up. Awesome performance in Nevada softball is just cranking out the wins to this point and just keep an eye out on them. They're rolling right now, just continuing to do so well in conference play, and they have a chance to really, you know, make a strong push towards the postseason. Do you want me to get into men's golf? I can just slide right into men's golf. You see what I did there? Slide with baseball, softball terminologies into golf. We love that here. It would have been better if it was a golf terminology, but I don't think you could do that. I'm going to swing way, did you right in. you watch Masters this weekend? Um, I, I forgot who won it. Matsuyama. He was the first Japanese, I think, golfer to ever win the Masters. I don't I don't remember his first name, but yeah, it was Matsuyama. Matsuyama. That was I mean, I'm not a huge uh golf fan. Um, but I always like watching the Masters and I'm trying to get more into golf. Uh-huh. Um and the Masters is one of the few events that I'll like I'll sit down and watch because I mean I think it's cool. Um it's like at least in my opinion, this again, take this with a grain of salt, but it's probably the biggest golf tournament of the year, or at least one of the biggest. Um and so, I mean, yeah, that was that was cool, but um, yeah, I, it would have been better if it was a baseball or a, a golf term that you use because you're transitioning into golf. Yeah, no, definitely. But I'm very, I'm a harsh critic. Yeah, I can this see that. Hard kidding. to please. I'm just kidding, dude. Just go ahead. <laughs> well, men's golf finished 11th out of 15 teams in the L. Macero Classic finished 16 over par. Fresno State was the only other Mountain West team who competed in the tournament, and they finished tied for fourth at 13 under par. So drastic difference there. But uh, just some of the quick rundown, the leaderboards, we saw Peyton Callens finished tied for 21st. With the caveat of him being him counting himself as an individual. So, I mean, that technically didn't count towards the team score. So Sam Meek finished two over par, and he, he was, was actually technically the best on the team for that reason, right? Yeah, well... Yeah. Technically, among among like counting non-individual performances, yes, Sam Meek was the best on the team, finishing two over four. Then Sam Harned finished uh, was second on the team, tied for thirty fifth overall, four over par. Um, Brendan McDougal, um, Connor Motherway, and Trey Davis were followed suit. But yeah, yeah, most definitely, just. You know, something to keep an eye on. And men's golf finishing up yet another tournament. And that leads us into women's golf, who finished ninth in the Fresno State Classic out of 15 teams, finishing 35 over par. Fresno State, similarly to the men's, was the only Mountain West Conference team to compete in this tournament. They finished second at 11 over par. So just uh, another, you know, solid performance. We saw Victoria Gailey finish ninth in the whole tournament, which was awesome 
another breaking in the top 10. Shout out Victoria Gailey, women's golf team once again, just creeping up those leaderboards and doing all right. And big news, though. I mean, like... I mean, this is a big milestone because we talked about it in the last podcast. I think multiple podcasts. Well, we knew that women's soccer came into uh, this week winless on the year, and we thought, what better time to at least not to win this season against your in-state rival in UNLV? And guess what? The Wolfpack did just that, beating UNLV 2-1. to one. It lost 1-0 to zero earlier in the season, but got a rebound. Not a rebound, I'm sorry. That's a basketball term, but rebounded in a big way against its in-state rival 2-1 to one for their first win of the season. Lizzie Harrison scored the first goal, followed by Kendall Riley. Now, it did lose the season finale 3-1 to one to SDSU on Sunday, but just coming out with the win, not finishing the year winless, at least something to take away from a disappointing season overall. But um, Harrison's goal of the weekend earned her Wolfpack Student-Athlete of the Week. And, yeah, I mean, at least it was, at least it ended it on a high note against at least getting a win against your in-state rival. Sorry, I'm a little distracted there. The podcast room is next to a class, and I don't know what class it is, but I just heard a very screechingly loud sound, and I'm kind of concerned. Yeah, it's been kind of weird. I'm trying to like block that out. <laughs> but on anyways, uh track and field. Women's track and field, Nicole Outer, Hannah Smurt, and Anna, Anna Sommerfield competed in the in the heptathlon. Did I say that right? Heptathlon. Crazy event. Absolutely yeah. crazy. No breaks in between. It is serious, serious stuff. Yeah. That is some serious cardiovascular activity. Nicole Outer finished third in the event. No surprise there. Um Sommerfield finished fifth, and then Smart finished eighth. Uh, by the way, the heptathlon consists of the 200 meters, 800 meters, 100 meter hurdles, high jump, long jump, shot put, and javelin. Um, Isaiah, have you done that all in one day before? I have not, which is why the Nevada women's track and field team is just is in much better shape than both of us put together, and then some. It's um. You're close, man. I appreciate that, but yeah, I mean the the P, the the student athletes on that team. Trust me when I say this; they're different. They're different animals. Oh, I hundred percent believe you. I mean, it's it, just being able to do those types of events over the course, not only in a single day, but minutes in between one another. No break, very little breaks in between, very little time to catch up on your nutrition, recover. Just amazing. Just shows how built they are as athletes and much much respect collegiate athletes are insane man. they are student athletes baby and so jumping in to adder summerfield and smurt what happened this weekend in the at the ucla invitational um adder finished first in the high jump with a height of 1.71 meters summerfield finished first in the javelin um 40.26 meters smurt didn't finish she didn't first in any of the events but she did finish fourth in the 100 meter hurdles um with the time of 14.82 seconds so so we nevada only got two first place finishes in those two events this weekend but overall again considering that Adder finished third summerfield finished fifth and smart finished eighth like it was a pretty i would say pretty good weekend oh definitely as a 
No, definitely. This team's full of stud athletes from top to bottom, and this team overall has been performing at a pretty high level, just those outside of Nicola Otter as well, and just a lot of high performers, indoor, outdoor, just a really solid season they're turning around thus far, so keep it up. I mean, they have a couple They have. Uh, I can't talk right now. They have a couple tournaments before Mountain West Outdoor Championships, but the Mountain West Outdoor Championships begins May 12th, I believe. And so, I mean, be on the lookout for that. I mean, there's the Fresno State Invitational, um, not this weekend, but next, with the Rice Twilight event in Houston. Shout out Houston. Shout out Ryan. wonder how Ryan's doing. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I don't <laughs> – Ryan, if you're listening to this, can you – can you give us a five-star rating, man? Five-star rating. Yeah. Ryan, <laughs> you heard us. <laughs> um, but, yes, that'll be in Houston the same day on the 24th, next Saturday. Not this Saturday, Isaiah. Next. Anyways, Isaiah, do you want to transition into men's and women's tennis? Yeah, men's and women's tennis, unfortunately, had rough weekends. Men's tennis was swept by both Boise State and Utah State. Um, 4-0, to losing their third and fourth straight game was the men's tennis team. Hopping into women's tennis, they were also swept in its conference meetings this weekend. They lost 4-0 to to Wyoming and 4-3 to to Colorado State. So kind of tough pills to swallow on both the men's and women's tennis side. But as their season almost comes to the close, let's see if they can end. Both programs can kind of end their season on a high note as well. Yeah. Yeah, men's tennis is 5-9 and this year, and... Women's tennis is five and seven, um, but they're own six in conference play, which is not great. Right. Anyways, um, we are going to take a short break. We'll be right back. And we are back. We have one player of the Nevada basketball transfer portal that has chosen his destination. Um, Kane knowing I, I can't remember what day of the week it was. Day of the, days of the week are like meaningless to me now. Yeah, time is of no importance. Um, but Kane Milling chose UC Davis. Um, best of luck to Kane in his future endeavors. Again, we talked about him, I think, a couple podcasts ago. Or no, it was the last podcast, wasn't it? Um, anyways, just thanking him for um, his time here. Um, for really, like playing um, his heart out these last two years. I mean, he didn't, of course, fill up the stat sheet, but he was still a, a contributing player off the bench, and we hope he makes the most of his opportunity at UC Davis. Nevada still hasn't filled the other scholarship. Um, Nevada has 12 scholarship players on its roster right now for the 2021-22 season. There's still an open scholarship left, so hopefully we're able to fill that soon. Yeah, we're going to see what happens. That, in that again, it'd be so cool if Tanner Groves is just like, yeah, let's just come to Reno. <laughs> yeah, unlikely, but we'll see. You know, fingers crossed. But, yeah, echoing about what you said with Kane Milling, good impact on this program the last two years, fun watching him play, and wish him nothing but the best of luck in his, to continue his college career at UC Davis, which, fun fact, is somewhat close, ne- like close by Reno. I think it's only like... 40 to 50 miles away 
maybe a little bit more. I was say 40 to 50 minutes. I was like, whoa. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's only, it's it's not that big of a distance. So, yeah, just wish him nothing but the best. And he certainly has the ability to be an impact player on the floor. I have a question for you. So, as you know, last week Nevada football began their spring practice. I know, I don't think you have Instagram, right? Yeah, you. I don't think you do. Um the Nevada football page posted something, um, and it's a question I have for you. So they posted a video. I, you can't tell in the video how long um, it is, but Romeo Dubs caught a long touchdown. It's the, it's the uh, annual off-season videos of uh, Carson Strong just launching balls to Romeo Dubs uh, for touchdowns. The question is, how many deep ball touchdowns do we expect Romeo, to, Romeo Dubs to have this season? For context, he had five, if I have this correctly, he had five 50-yard touchdowns last year and two 60-yarders. Or, okay, he had five, he had five, hey, let me say that better. He had five touchdowns of 50-plus yards. Two of those were for 60-plus yards. How many do you think he's going to have this year? Does it have to be a minimum of 50 yards to be considered a long touchdown? Is that, for is the that, sake of, for, for the, the, sake. the sake of this conversation, yes. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with five. I know it's it may sound surprising with the amount of games, extra games being played this year, but um, I, I'm i not trying to say that's an outlier. I just think those are so rare, and I think maybe Dubs becomes more of a serious key, key component where he's targeted a lot more often in screens and drag routes. We're not trying to say, I'm not trying to say, like, this isn't his game to beat his man one-on-one and bomb it down the field. I think there will be plenty of times that happens, but having seven last year was mind-boggling good. No, I'm saying he had five. He had five touchdowns of 50-plus yards last year. Okay, and then two of which were 60-plus? Two of those were of 60-plus yards. Okay, then I'm going to go with three. I'm going to go with three this year. It has to be a minimum of 50 yards. I, I could see maybe two going for 50-plus. For the and... sake of this conversation, yes, it has to be a minimum of 50 yards. Okay. Remember, Nevada played nine games last year. Yeah. Nevada's going to be playing a full 12 games this year. Yeah. I just think so you that... see, So you see a pretty considerable decrease because, I mean, five over a 12-game sample would probably yeah. be like seven I, or eight. And I, I see that, too, just with the returning players. Maybe more mouths to feed as an offensive unit. And... I'm not trying to say that Dubs won't highlight that speed and catching ability down the field, but I you just think teams are going to figure him out. Not really figure. They may just say, "Hey, let's not have Romeo Dubs gashes for a seventy-yard touchdown." Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like figure him out, meaning like, yeah, let's play prevent. Let's make him catch everything in front of us, which isn't a good idea as well. But I think that could be more of the game plan. Yeah, I think that's why I think a little bit of a decrease may happen this year because five and nine games, it's mind-boggling good. <laughs> I just see that returning back to the mean, which is still three. And the fact that a lot of those oh, came in like the first half of the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did return to the mean in that regard towards the tail end of the last year. But how many do you see happening? I kind of want to stick with five. I don't blame you. Like I don't think it's going to increase, as because as you it's the same reasons that you mentioned, it's so hard to replicate that. But I feel like over a twelve game or a potential thirteen game season, 
five feels or even four like feels attainable yeah that's such a high bar because it's a 50-yard touchdown like are we talking about one's last year where it's like all right carson's gonna throw the ball 50 yards in the air before dubs catches it or is it gonna be dubs catches it 25 and then takes it the rest of the breaks loose in the secondary for a 50 yard i mean there i'm sure there has to be like context to that but in the video they showed it was like the same ones that he had last year where it's like yeah just let's gash him uh, down the sideline i think defenses are probably going to play him a little different and he's probably going to i mean considering that we're also facing kansas state and california there's going to be better defenses so i mean i'm assuming those secondaries are going to be at least a little well prepared or more prepared um because i mean last year he shot out of a cannon it was like whoa like this came out of nowhere I mean, of course, I talked to you in Austin's like, dude, like Carson's throwing the ball far, um, but can I necessarily ex- expect that to translate into games as often as it did? Um, but that's still like, cra- it was still crazy. It was like, what in the world? Like, it was so much fun to watch. No, definitely. And yeah. again, it's going to be hard to replicate that this year. But then again, with Elijah coming back. It's a, lot of ma- it's a lot of mouths to feed, man. You still got the run game. It's just, yeah, like, you still have Trey Horton. But Tony this, Horton, I'm sorry, Trey Horton. Tory Horton. Tory Horton. It, but at the same time, like, do we think Elijah's going to get the best corner or Romeo's going to get the best corner? At this point, I would say Romeo, but you never know. You never know, because it's like that's going to open up more. Regardless, you're going to have to pick your poison with he, with those two, plus Cole Turner, plus Tory Horton, like, Carson's gonna have a lot of a lot of skill position weapons next year. Definitely. Which is why I think you and I both agree where we at least see it maybe not increasing by any means and possibly decreasing. So I could see I can see more than five but like I don't think that's I think that's unlikely. Yeah. That's a good question. I like that question by the Yeah. Nevada football Instagram account. I wanna see what some of the I I'm not gonna read names or anything, but I wanna see some of the comments. There was eleven comments on it. Um Someone said eight to ten over thirty plus yards. Fourteen on the year. That's a lot. I don't see that. Not a lot of them had answers though. <laughs> someone had a hun- Someone said a hundred. That's funny. Minimum. I want to see if it's on Twitter. Not a football Twitter. Let's see. Not a yeah. There hasn't someone else has said a hundred. Wow. Um. Oh wait, I didn't look at the quote tweets. See if there was any good quote tweets. Um. <laughs> Matt mommy tweeted a gif of just saying of a kid saying, "Let's break the world record." Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Game plan incoming right now. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, that's that was pretty funny. Good tweet by Matt. Um, that was a couple days ago. Also, it came out. It came out this week that Nevada's ranked seventy third in ESPN's FPI rankings, which is the best in the conference. Um, Boise State ranked seventy eighth. San Jose State ranked eighty third. Hawaii eighty fourth. San Diego State ninety second. Fresno State ninety fourth. Air Force ninety eighth. Wyoming a hundred. 
Um, Colorado State, 106. New Mexico, 117. Utah State, 120. And then the last but not least, UNLV at 122. Last but least. Last and least. <laughs> There's still no. 127 teams. Yeah. By the way, speaking of UNLV, did you? I mean, this is again off topic. Did you see what Caleb Grill said the other day? Did you see it? Did you see that tweet? No. Okay. Someone who uh, we have uh, notifications on for the Pack Center account quote tweeted it. Caleb Grill, who is a basketball player for UNLV, I'm trying to remember if he started enough in basketball. Let me also look that up. But he pretty much just he. He, no pun intended. He grilled the UNLV fan. <laughs> that was a bad. That was bad. He grilled. Oh yes, you know what? I did see that. Yeah, he was basically saying how there's no fans, and they were expecting the uh, the same dominance from the '90s, which yeah, obviously me, isn't attainable at this stage in the game. Let me pull up. Okay, yeah, that that's right. I'm I'm being dumb. He did start all 27 games last year, averaged nine points, three rebounds, two and a half assists. Um, let's see if I can find the tweet. It was just like, whoa, like, yeah. So Tyler, uh, uh, sorry if I say your last name wrong, but Tyler Bischoff, uh, Bischoff, something like that. Um, he does ESPN radio. Um, for ESPN Las Vegas, and he's also he writes about Vegas basketball for um, offensive. And he had an article that came out, and a quote that he tweeted out um, was Caleb Grill on UNLV fans. Quote: The fan support here is also brutal. I get ruthless DMs from fans all the time that they expect a little too much of us because they want because they went to the Final Four in the '90s. They still expect that every year. End quote. Yikes. Like, Talk about being brutally honest with your fan base. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. I don't know what UNLV fans are expecting, though. I mean, this it's not the same product. No, it's Miles, not. miles apart. Yeah. Galaxies. Galaxies, yeah. It's not the same. It is what it it's is. Not. I mean. Enjoy your baseball team. Your baseball team is still really good. Produce first-round talent. I was going to say enjoy your football team, but... But you can't say that. Nope. Um, but that's still, <laughs> like, a brutally honest quote. Um, hate to see it. Hate to see it. Yeah. Couldn't be us. But no, Nevada ranking 73rd. Top team in the yeah, Mount back West. To, yeah. Back to football. That's awesome. I know it's big expectations, but I really do think we can answer the call this year. And I know I, we'll talk... At, about this more in depth when football arrives next year, but it could be Mountain West Championship or bust this year, or Mountain West, you know, Championship appearance or bust this year. I mean, you could say that for football and basketball, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. Actually, I don't want to, I'm not going to put, uh, we've talked about it, I'm not going to put that much weight on, or I'm not going to put the burden on a basketball just yet. But I do think Nevada basketball, I think we talked about this a couple podcasts ago, but I do think Nevada basketball is slated to be a top two team in the Mountain West for this upcoming season. But we'll talk about that then. Um, we still have to see who we fill the extra scholarship with, whether it be another freshman or um, another transfer in the transfer portal. Tanner Groves, if you're listening to this podcast, man, Reno's awesome. And five-star rating as always. Yeah, give us a five-star rating. 
We should have like Tanner Girls like come on the podcast and just promote talk about how good Nevada is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, this is kind of a casual Thursday, I'm sorry, but Yeah. Yeah, not a lot going on, man. No. Like, I mean, good. hey. Again, if someone has an intro, um, if someone can play the guitar, drums, just play as loud as you can for ten seconds. And then Send that to us, with of course permission. We're not going to steal anything from the internet. We're not. We're not going to copyright infringement. But um, and then we'll after this, we're going to have Isaiah scream at the top of his lungs. Yep. And disturb the class that's going on right next. Yes. Time. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. You better be uh, get your pipes ready, Isaiah. I will. I'll warm them up next week. It, we're doing it right now. Oh, or boy. not right now, but we're doing it. Now. <laughs> <I'm> ready. <laughs> um. Thank you for listening. Give us a five-star rating. We're going to have Austin and Tyler come on next week, or at least we're going to we're going to try to, um, to talk. We're going to officially do our Nevada basketball eulogy, um, and we're going to talk about the next upcoming season, given that the NCAA tournament's over and the season's officially over for everyone. We thought it'd be an appropriate time to kind of discuss uh, all of that. Hopefully it's better than the episode that never was. Shame. That was a really good episode, man. That was one of my favorites that we did. But anyways, thank you for listening. Give us a five-star rating. Um, See you guys next week.